Well, this morning we will begin a study through the book of Galatians. So go ahead and open your Bibles up to Galatians chapter 1. And while you're turning there, um, Galatians is another letter that was written by the Apostle Paul, but of course this time to the people of Galatia. And Galatia was not a city, but rather a region. Um, and they were people that were originally from a place called Gaul, G-A-U-L, which today we know of as the country of France. And that's the geographical place, but the people themselves eventually all moved from Gaul, modern-day France, and they settled in a region that is actually modern-day Turkey. So hopefully you're paying attention because we're going to have a test on this a little bit later. Uh, just kidding. But these people that Paul is writing to now are the people in Acts chapter 14 that bowed and worshipped Paul and Barnabas after the healing of a lame man. And then later that same day, they picked up stones and stoned Paul and left him dead outside of the city. Well, four dead, I should say. They left him four dead. But in the book of Galatians, we will be learning a lot about the grace of God. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. So right off the bat, I love the way Paul starts the letter here. Again, he is called by God and not by man. He is an apostle through Jesus Christ. And you know, today, you and me should have the same statement about our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We have not been called to a walk with the Lord that is based on any man or any religion, any denomination or any affiliation. We have a personal relationship that we walk in with the Lord Jesus Christ. He calls us His own. He desires that we as individuals would know his voice. You see, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need a go-between. No pastor, no priest, no reverend, not anyone is between you and God. I don't hear from God and then deliver something to you. That's not what I do. I simply gather with you and point you to the things that God has said to us in his word. You have been called by God and you can hear from and speak directly to God. And all of this is because of Jesus Christ. So Paul says to the Galatians here in verse 1, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. So Paul understood his calling, and Paul's calling was very unique. None of us have the calling of Paul the apostle, but each one of us are individuals with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And verse 2 goes on, And all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Now, notice the plurality there of churches. There was more than one church in Galatia. They went around establishing house churches, and people in that one city met in various houses. Okay, So it says, grace to you in verse 3, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So, in those four verses there, we see the reason that Jesus gave himself for our sins. The reason that he died on the cross was to deliver us from this present evil age. And this was God the Father's will for us. And not only did he die on the cross, but as it states in verse 1, he was risen from the dead. We serve and follow a risen Lord. Buddha is dead, right? Muhammad, Confucius, they're dead. But Jesus is alive. We serve a risen Lord, a living God. There is none like him. Never has been, never will be. The name above all names is Jesus Christ. God so loved the world that he went to such great lengths to give us an opportunity to be redeemed. And Jesus himself went to the greatest lengths humanly possible to do the same. But what do we do with what we have been given? Do we say, oh, well, Thanks, God, for the redemption, but, you know, I've got my own life to live, and now I'll go off and live it in my own way, and, you know, I'll see you when we get there. Thanks for the fire insurance, God. You know, what does it mean that we have been delivered from this present evil age? Well, that word age there in verse 4 is a word often translated as the word world. And it means a period of time. In the Greek, it is the word ion. And that word is used 128 times in 102 verses of the New Testament. So let's look at one of those times. Go ahead and mark this page and turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And we'll start reading in verse 1. So Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. So there it is, right? There's that word, ion, the Greek word ion. This period of time. Don't be conformed to this period of time, this age that we now live in. We are just passing through. We are meant to be strangers here. This world is not our home. 
And that verse continues and says, But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, do you want to know the will of God? Well, of course you do. Then put your mind on the things of God. Drop this world like the clump of dirt that it is and fix your eyes on the one who has redeemed you. Satan, the God of this world, the God of this present time period, this age, he wants you to be conformed to the world. He wants you to take on the markings of this world. Do what the world does. Only just do it. Yeah, go ahead and do it in the name of Christianity, but be like the rest of the world, why don't you? God's word, on the other hand, says don't do that. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. So is your transformation in Christ easily seen by those around you, or do you seem to fit in just fine in this present age, in this world, in this period of time? So that's one time where we see the word ion used in the New Testament. Now, let's look at another. Turn to the first book in the New Testament, and that is the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 13. We'll see here that this is where Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower. So Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. It says, Now he who received seed. Now, what is the seed? It's the word of God, right? Jesus tells us that back in verse 19. It says, Now he who received seed, he who received seed among the thorns, is he who hears the word and the cares of this world. That's the word right there, ion, that this period of time. The cares of this period of time, this world, right? And the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. So notice there in that verse that riches are deceitful. They can control you, and you won't even realize it. This age that we now live in is full of things, material things, that will cause you to be unfruitful. Unfruitful in what way? Unfruitful in the kingdom of God. And verse 23 there says, But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. The word of God should be producing fruit in your life. And it should be easy to see because it, you stand out in this present evil age. Okay? It doesn't take long when you walk up to an orange tree, let's say, and see that it has produced fruit. Matter of fact, you can see that fruit even if you stand afar off. Well, the same holds true with any fruit-bearing tree. 
And the same should hold true with a person that is not of this world. Now, let's look at one more scripture that uses the word ion. John chapter 11, the Gospel of John chapter 11. John chapter 11, and we'll start reading in verse 25. It says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Hmm. Now, where is the word ion in these verses? Any guesses? Remember, it is a period of time. Well, it's actually the word never there in verse 26. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And by believing in him, we will ion die. The period of time that we will live is eternal. Man, that should make your heart so happy. That period of time that we will live is eternal. Why? Because we believe in Jesus Christ. It's that simple. God loved us. He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us. And we should not now be living like the rest of the world around us. The Galatians, as we go ahead and turn back now to Galatians chapter 1, they were losing sight of these facts. And you know, it's easy to do. And I personally believe that American Christianity has done the same thing. We've lost sight of the fact that we have been born again and called to be separate from this present world, to live in a different manner, that is. You see, we have accepted religion, and we have forgotten all about the precious blood of Jesus Christ that has redeemed us and the effect that it is to have on the way we are to live. In many ways, we are unfruitful, and we behave just like the rest of the world around us. And I would get real specific right now, but I'll let the Holy Spirit test your own heart in the things that maybe you have accepted into your life, but you look just like the rest of the world around you. But down in verse 6 here of Galatians chapter 1, Paul goes on to say to them, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Wow, you know, we sit here this morning in the sight of a, a steeple on a building of a religion that has perverted the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and has said that they have received another gospel. And these Galatians were being duped into believing that there was something more. They were turning away from Jesus 
who called them in grace to, they were turning to a different gospel, another gospel. We too, though, we need to be careful to not pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ ourselves. Remember, Jesus taught us to be not of this world, didn't he? He said, like we saw this morning, that this world can deceive you and take you away, take you away from the truth of the word, can it? But as we continue on, in verse 7 there, Paul points out that there is not another gospel. The only thing that has happened is that the true gospel has been perverted. That's what Paul's pointing out here. There's only one gospel. Only ever has there been one gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel that Paul the apostle preached. And verse 80 says, But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Wow. How important is it that we hear this fact? If any other gospel is preached to you by anyone else, even if it be an angel, let them be accursed. So the fact we read right here in Scripture is such an important fact that the Holy Spirit decided to have the Apostle Paul say it two times in a row. He repeated it. Do you realize that when this was originally written that it of course, was not typed on a computer like we can so easily do today, right? This was written on a scroll, and it had to be precise, and they didn't have much space to write on either. So for this fact to be repeated in Scripture, it must be a pretty important fact that the Holy Spirit wants us to know from the Word of God. There is no other gospel. There's only one gospel. And it's scary for those people that preach another gospel. But we need to pray for them as often as they come to mind. Because the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But again, as we have talked about for the last couple of weeks, don't just point fingers at others. What, what we need to do when we read Scripture like this is we need to examine our own hearts and see if this ion, right, this period of time, this world in which we now live has drawn us into its grasp and has taken our own focus off the gospel of Jesus Christ and how we should be living as followers of His. And the Apostle Paul, as he wrote this, he was not going to win a popularity contest. And in verse 10, he says, For do I now persuade men or God? 
or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. That's a huge statement right there. Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ, as found only in the Holy Bible, is the only gospel that we are to preach and we are to live. We are not to change it. We are not to alter it in any way. Right? We're not to to teach it in a way that makes it pleasing to other people, right? And many churches do that. Many people, many churches just leave the gospel out. Many churches may cover one scripture a Sunday or, or not even have people bring their Bibles at all, right? But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tickle your ears and say the things that you like to hear always. Why? Well, because... I'm going to take you directly to the Word of God and just show you what it says, right? You know, I'll never do that. And and you all can, can go away. You know, I love you like crazy, but I'm not going to compromise the Word of God to make you happy or to keep people coming. Now, I don't believe I know everything. As a matter of fact, it's amazing to me that the Holy Spirit would have me even teach one person in this lifetime. But as long as someone is sitting in front of me, you know, for a time of teaching, I'm going to continue to point them back to the Word of God, to the author of the Word, to the Word made flesh, and to the Holy Spirit, the real teacher of the Word of God. Many men and many women and many religions have come up with many different teachings, many different doctrines, many different gospels, and the Word of God has been perverted in so many ways. And that's why I always exhort you and encourage you to go back and to read and to study the Bible yourself, to communicate with God to speak to him, allow him to speak to you through his word. Check everything I say. Be a Berean. Go back and open the Bible yourself and read it and study it for yourself. All right. And Paul goes on here in verse 11. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. So what Paul is saying here is that this gospel he preaches didn't come to him from man at all. And we need to be careful that we don't make up our own gospel and begin to tell others our point of view. That's why I bit my tongue earlier on some specifics I could have got into, right? Because to me, if a person is saved, they don't need me to be the Holy Spirit. Right. Again, I I just point people to the Word of God. And Paul continues on in verse 12. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, you see, keep in mind that Paul had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And that is what each and every one of us need. Okay, Because... If they listen to you or if they listen to me, 
then they may become a follower of you or me. And that's not good for anyone because sooner or later, your faults, my faults are are going to rise to the top and people are going to be greatly disappointed. You see, Paul remembered his past. He was remorseful about who he was and he knew that he is not anyone that the Galatians should be following. And he reminds them of that here starting in verse 13. He says, For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. So stop right there for a moment because Paul here is telling them who he was and that he used to be a man pleaser. He followed right along with all the other religious folks and what they were doing. But now, since he learned grace, he doesn't need man's approval anymore. And he now lives to preach the gospel that has changed his life. But notice there where it says that he was separated from his mother's womb and called through his grace. It is amazing that God sets apart Paul from birth to be one that would preach to the Gentiles. But before he does that, Paul grows up hating the Gentiles and and believing that a Gentile is just fuel for the fires of hell. You see, what that says to me is that no one is so far gone that God's grace can't reach them. Paul came to realize here that he was called to the Gentiles. You can find that in Acts chapter 9. But no one, again, no one is out of reach of God's grace. And what you see someone doing today can be changed by the grace of God being shed on that person's heart. But Paul says that he didn't confer with flesh and blood. And then in verse 17, he says, Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So it seems that the Galatians had fallen into listening to men that had come along preaching another gospel. And Paul here is pointing them back to Jesus and giving them an example of the fact that he himself used to follow man's religion, but not since he learned grace. In verse 18, Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him fifteen days. So now Paul is pointing out here that he didn't first go to the other apostles to get approved by them. Again, he wants the Galatians to know that he didn't receive the gospel from men. His old religion filled him with hatred, but his encounter with Jesus Christ filled him with grace. Peter received Paul and welcomed him into his home. Others may have not been so welcoming of Paul, seeing the past that he had. 
and, and how he had persecuted the followers of Jesus Christ. He also spent time with James. Let's continue on in verse 19. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed before God I do not lie. Afterward I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches of, of Judea, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only, He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God in me. So Paul spent years in obscurity before preaching the gospel. He wasn't a famous preacher that held crusades and sold books. His sinful past preceded him everywhere he went. He was known only for being the one that formerly persecuted and tried to destroy the faith. The bottom line that I see in this chapter is don't trust in men, trust only in Jesus. Don't trust in a religion, trust only in Jesus, a denomination of any sort, a non-denomination for that matter. Know Jesus in such a deep and personal way that no one could ever come along and sway you to believe some other gospel because you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you no longer live like the rest of the world around you. Why? Because Christ is in you. And you are now a person led by the Spirit. Don't get sidetracked by this world. Turn from this world, this ion, this period of time. Come out and be separate from it. Don't do the things that the world does and then try and give it a Christian label. Read the Word. Don't buy the doctrines of religion, nor the deceitful ways of materialism. Know that this place is not your home, and live like it. Live like you're just passing through. Travel light, and don't hold tightly to the things of this ion, this world, this temporary period of time that we now have here. God bless.